Well, hello, beauties, and welcome to another episode of the YouTube Power Hour podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira, and I'm excited to be here for part two of my interview with Emily Noel. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm very excited to have you. Uh, Make sure you do go back and check out part one with Emily, where she went over her story on being on YouTube, growing on YouTube, and her tips on how to grow a YouTube channel. This episode is going to be all of the listeners' questions. I got so many questions from you guys that you wanted me to ask Emily. So she was kind enough to stay longer for the interview to go through all of these questions. And like I said in the last episode, I loved my time with Emily. She was a genuine, warm person. And um, I'm hoping you're enjoying these episodes with her. Before we get into the interview, I want to share a testimonial from one of my boot campers, Robin from Robin's Cup of Tea. I started my YouTube channel, Robin's Cup of Tea, long before I ever joined the Beauty and the Vlog Bootcamp. I loved creating content and interacting with my subscribers, but I didn't have a real strategy for growth and for reaching a larger audience. I joined the bootcamp because of the amount of time and energy I was pouring into my channel without a thoughtful strategy about what I was doing. And I can honestly say it was the single best decision I have made for my channel. I now have concrete tools in video creation, analytics, SEO, and thumbnails. My one-on-one session with Erica was invaluable in how I'm moving forward with my channel. And I have a supportive group of like-minded creators in my corner with whom I have made lifelong friendships. I think this bootcamp is for you if you like I was, are putting a lot of time and effort into your channel without seeing tangible results. I even hit my goal of 5,000 subscribers during the bootcamp, growing almost 2,000 subscribers in just 90 days. I'm so excited to move forward because I now have the tools, confidence, and motivation to see Robin's cup of tea continue to grow. Thank you so much for that, Robin. And if you are listening and you have been trying hard with your YouTube channel and it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere, or maybe you're just a little nervous to get started, you don't know where to start, or maybe you've had your channel for a while and you're like, I need to take it to that next level, then I invite you to consider joining the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp. It's not a course, it's a complete experience with course modules, with coaching for me with a special guest and community. Go to beautyandthevlog.com forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist so you'll be first to be notified when I open up enrollment. Without hesitation, I signed up for Erica's bootcamp this year and it just wrapped up recently and it seriously changed my life. Because of this bootcamp, I was able to capitalize on a current trend and gain over 10,000 views on one of my videos. Before this bootcamp, I was lucky if I could get 100 views. Bootcamp is for you if you 
like I was, are putting a lot of time and effort into your channel without seeing tangible results. I even hit my goal of 5,000 subscribers during the bootcamp, growing almost 2,000 subscribers in just 90 days. You know, during the bootcamp, I had some breakthroughs and gained, I don't know how many subscribers in one month, I think 10,000 from the bootcamp. During the time of the bootcamp, one of my videos even hit 70,000 views and I surpassed 1,000 subscribers. I have created relationships where I will be friends with people for life. My channel is at 18,400 subscribers now. I have increased my watch time by about 30 or 40 seconds, which is awesome. I feel kind of like an SEO genius now, and I feel like my videos have a better quality to them overall. I feel like taking this boot camp helped me to really niche down and find that one area that I was super passionate about making videos about. I started this boot camp with only 9,000 138 subscribers. Now I have 11,375 subscribers and it's just growing each and every day thanks to Erica. Even after the first week I knew that the bootcamp was one of the, do you know what, the best decision I had ever made for myself let alone just my YouTube channel. Do you work really hard on your YouTube channel, listen to all the marketing experts and do all the hacks, tricks and strategies but are just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does the platform seem overwhelming with a lot to learn? And are you yearning for a community of people who understand your vision of being a YouTube influencer? Hi, I'm Erica Vieira. And if you answered yes to any of those questions, I want you to seriously consider the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp. You will be joining the hundreds of bootcampers who have discovered their unique niche and have clarity with their purpose on YouTube. This isn't just another course about YouTube. This is an experience and an opportunity for you to really discover your unique purpose and niche on YouTube, which will translate into views, subscribers, and most importantly, influence and impact. Let me change your life, or at least let me change your YouTube channel for the better. Go to ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist so you are first to be notified when I open enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp. Now for the interview. Mwah. All right, Emily. So I'm going to start asking some questions. Like I said before, there were so many questions that came from the audience, like more than any other guests. So <laughs> Thanks, everybody. you have quite the fan club. So here's a question from Julie Buck. And she says, yay. She's like, what are Emily's current strategies for growing her audience? Uh, she's like, I'm always curious about that with big YouTubers, but especially the ones that have been around for such a long time, because things have changed so much with the algorithms and social media. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point because to have any longevity in this in this environment, I think is is really special mm -hmm. <laughs> because I I think of you know people going back when I was first getting getting in on this and how many are still around and it's tough. It, I think you have to. Um, again, be really consistent with your posts. Like if people are like, oh yeah, I remember watching her seven or eight years ago. Has she done anything lately? And then it's like one video every few months. Like it, it's not going to reel people in. So I think you've got to, as, as tough as it is and as hard, hard as it is to really keep at it, I think you have to post frequently and consistently and you have to, 
I mean, in my case with my channel, it's also continuing to stay on top of new products Mm -hmm. um, because I think that is what, you know, will sometimes catch a new person who might happen to be searching for this or that thing. And if you reviewed it, like, that helps. (laughs) So I I think you've got to not necessarily just be doing get ready with me, get ready with me, get ready with me over and over again. But, you know, be review things that people are looking for. I think that might be a good thing to do. <laughs> so beyond, you know, just curious to beyond, I'd say, uh, you know, being consistent, and obviously, it sounds like you, you, know, you I know you do you do a lot of product reviews. Do you try and do like the trending videos and all that? Or do you really just kind of go with your own flow of what you know, what inspires you in the moment? Yeah, I more so just what inspires me. And I, I do see there are some things, you know, that are fun that I, I'm sure I've, I've gotten on board with from time to time. But I find myself just thinking, you know, mainly like when you're in the shower, or in these mm-hmm. moments where you don't have your hands and a bunch of other stuff, and you're just like trying to come up with ideas. And I find myself just thinking, what have I not seen yet? Mm. And it's getting harder and harder, but it, it can be done like just different ways to approach the topic um, and uh, a a different way to kind of categorize the products or or best and worst and different things like that. And um, I think you've got to be constantly digging for those, those new things that you haven't watched over and over again. Yeah, coming out with fresh content. So much of YouTube, especially in the beauty industry, is just kind of like, I feel like, I don't want to say copying one another, but a lot of it is, is like, okay, that person did that trend, now I'm going to try it, or that person did that, and I'm going to try it. I think it is hard to come up with like original ways to do things. Yeah, and and also with, you know, PR packages and where everybody's getting sent like the same stuff, Mm -hmm. it takes something away from the originality of, you know, I went to the store, here's what I dug up, here's what I'm going to talk about today. It's like, okay, I'm going to open the same box. God knows how many other people just got and we're all going to just sit here and you're going to have a stream of these kinds of videos coming out in your feed now. And yeah. got to find a way to present it um, in, in an interesting and, and different way, I think. Yeah, I know you don't do sponsor videos, but you still get PR packages, right? And you'll, you'll yes, get those products. Okay, that's nice. Because, <laughs> I mean, well. offsets the cost. It has been good too, because I mean, whereas you might have in, a, in an older video, like, okay, I'll be able to track down a few lip glosses from this line that I want to review from the drugstore, but mm-hmm. five of them were opened and I couldn't get this or that shade because it was out or something. And then, you know, when a brand is, is giving you the full range of something, your review can be so much more complete. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think viewers can appreciate that. And I think it's, again, it's just about how can you maybe just set yourself apart in terms of your delivery or, or your idea, just the way you're going to formulate it and put it out there to people, um, that needs to be special and unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, do you even pay attention to, uh, metadata, like, you know, tags and, uh, your title, your description, do you, do you pay attention to that at all? I mean, I kind of, I, I, I'm always keeping tabs on my latest videos and trying to see like, okay, what have, what have people really been clicking on most? You know, what's drawing people in recently? I, I maybe don't look at the actual specific data as much as I should, but I, um, you know, I, I feel like I've constantly got a feel for what kinds of things are drawing in the most viewers on my channel. Gotcha. Uh, Melissa Miller asks, uh, She's curious what your filming and editing schedule is like now that uh, you're a mother. 
Um, yes, it all happens in the morning. I shoot videos in the early morning hours. Um, I get up usually um, anytime between five and six. Huh. And that's when I start. And it's just that's the quiet time mm-hmm. in the house. then, mm-hmm. And I just find it it makes sense. You know, my videos are kind of surrounding putting on makeup. So in the mornings when I'm going to naturally do that. And, um, it's just, it's just nice to work in that time and I'll have like a good, you know, two to three hours there before my kids are up and I can feel like, okay, I've gotten a good chunk of work out of the way there. And then, um, during nap times, I'll do a lot of editing. Also, um, my parents have recently moved to my area. So there'll be days where they can go play with them. And then I've, I've got some extra freed up editing time or time to do whatever, you know, so that's been very valuable to me. And that's what's allowed me to um, crank out four videos a week. Um, because it, it would probably I would probably struggle with that consistency if I didn't have some extra hands on deck at times. Oh, yeah. So I mean, having family having help is, is huge. So you know, on days that say you don't have that extra help from family, what what does your average day look like? And and also, do you do you do YouTube work every single day of the week, or do you batch it like a couple days a week? Like, I'd say maybe what what does maybe your average day and then maybe average week look like? Yeah, um, a typical day would be, um, you know, I'm getting up between five and six. I'm shooting a video. Um, if I'm not shooting a video during that time, I'm I'm editing during that time. Um, for, you know, at least two to three hours in the morning and getting my makeup on regardless. And then I've got, you know, kid type duties from gosh, like it, the never, it doesn't end. You know, this, Erica. Oh yeah, I know this. <laughs> yeah, but that I jump right into breakfast and stuff with them. And that goes through the morning We're we're playing, we're doing stuff. I mean, I'm really, I'm not wanting to be in a mode where I'm just like looking at my computer over here and then bouncing back to the kids or something like that. Like when I'm with them, I'm with them. And that's just been a choice that I've, I've made for myself there. And, um, on some days I will have, uh, my parents, they'll be able to take them for maybe a couple of hours in the morning and that'll free up extra time. And then, um, you know, the, the nap time is huge for me. I've got them napping both at the oh, same yeah. time now. I've got a three-year-old and a, uh, one and a half year old. Okay. They're napping on the same schedule with this, which is just massive. Oh, I'm not there yet, but I'm I'm counting the, the months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, so, God. Um, I, I get a lot of editing and usually my video posting actually happens there because I like to, I know you can, you know, schedule, schedule it to go live and I wouldn't need to be like hovering over my computer as that happens. But I like to be able to, you know, make sure everything's going smoothly as the video goes out and reply to. To, to those first questions and comments that are coming in. And, um, then I, I mean, I'm doing YouTube, something YouTube related every day of the week. And on Saturdays, I kind of have gotten into this, this wave of doing Saturday morning videos and people just kind of, that seems to be a good time for a lot of my viewers. I'm not sure what the deal is, but everybody likes a Saturday morning video. It's like Saturday morning cartoons is what it used to be. Now it's a video. And so I post then, and then for the most part, my weekend, I, I try to just keep open like a normal person's weekend. So um, wow. I'm not doing a lot of editing during that time. And I, I will still shoot videos sometimes like on a Saturday or Sunday morning. But mm-hmm. I like to leave just as far as the day, I like to leave that open for family type stuff. What about your evenings? Like how, how late 
like what time do you usually go to bed? I imagine because for a lot of people, it's kind of a reverse. It's like they do a lot of the stuff at night. I know I do. I tend to be more of a night owl, but I do look at people that get up early like, oh, gosh, maybe I should try that schedule. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I I had been having been in morning news for that period of time, like that changed me. That made me look at mornings in such a different way. Like if I'm not having to wake up at 1am, I am like sleeping in maybe. So it's like, uh, you know, five doesn't seem so bad. And it's odd that I still like think back to that. And I still appreciate the fact that I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night. Um, but uh, unless it's a crying baby situation, but I really don't don't work on my on on a lot of editing at nighttime. Occasionally, if something really, you know, needs to get tied down before I go to bed for the next day, and I haven't got still haven't gotten it done. But I really, um, it, it kind of started morning wise with I'd have Eve, uh, my littlest, you know, she'd wake up for a feeding when I was still nursing her at like, five, almost like clockwork, you know, really early. And so I'd feed her and then I'd just be up and I'd go ahead and go about my stuff during that time. And it was kind of the same situation, same pattern with Belle as well when she was little. So, um, mornings just kind of made sense to stay up and and keep doing stuff there. And then by evening I can just kind of doze off. (laughs) I can imagine that with your schedule that you're used to being up like as, as a news anchor. That's great. Leslie Johnson, you know, work-life balance, how you balance being a YouTuber with being a wife and mom. Do you have anything to add about work-life balance? I think it's, you know, everybody can have, you know, different ways they want to prioritize things and and whatever. But I, I just think that you've got to just, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of like a really great tip here, but there will be days where you are just still super stressed down on yourself because you didn't feel like you got enough done that day, or, you know, you had this to-do list and it didn't all get checked off. And I just think you have to give yourself some grace and uh, you just not be so hard on yourself about it. Because I felt like I was that way, especially with my first um, child, just feeling like, you know, life is not the way it used to be. And I just don't have this control roll over my schedule as much and and stuff, but you, you've got to, to not be so hard on yourself all the time, I think is, is one just attitude adjustment you need to have. Yeah. I think that's important. She also asks, how does Tyler really feel about doing the unboxings? (laughs) (laughs) He is, he is totally game for it. He, uh, he has appeared in some vlogs. That's, uh, that's where those happened. Um, just randomly, I, it actually started, I think when I had been to Houston, um, uh, traveled to the Ulta GMC uh, conference and some stuff had come in and I was like, Tyler, you should just unbox that for me. He's like, well, I'll do it right now. So, um, he, he genuinely has fun with that. I love that. I know. And, and Tyler, for those of you listening is her husband. So, um, Ranalyn, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, Ranalyn Napo says, where do you see your channel in five years? And would you ever do any more behind the scenes videos on your filming setup? Yes, I, I would do that. I think that is really, um, really should be happening now because I've changed a lot since I've ever done anything like that. And um, five years from now, I just hope it's still still going up. <laughs> I hope it's just still continuing to grow. I really, I don't like to put numbers, uh, like a, a certain number goal in my mind, mm-hmm. not the goals are not that that's a bad thing or goals are bad or whatever. But I just, again, there's part of me who loves the, the days when this was just strictly hobby mode. 
And, um, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I long for that. And I like not having to be too glued to, I've got to hit this number on this or I'm not going to be happy or whatever. Like just do it for the love of what it is. You know, it's YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Just kind of keep going with, with what, what you've been doing pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And here's another question from Wasifa. She asked, how did you manage YouTube after leaving your job? Since working from home takes a lot of discipline uh, to make it a full-time, dis- uh, to make it a full-time business. Uh, you know, what do you do to keep the wheel running and not burn yourself out? Yeah. Um, I, I, as soon as I stopped working at the station, I remembered feeling just this, this huge wave of freedom come over me. Cause like, it was the first time, you know, like I've, since I'd been out of college, you know, I went right into working and I just felt so free with this whole thing. And that can be kind of scary at times and kind of like really cool. Um, but I think you've got to just set up some kind of schedule for yourself. And with YouTube, it's like, I just think of it in terms of videos and I think, okay, I want to get this many videos up this week and whatever I've got to do to pull that off. I take advantage of the fact that this can be a flexible career and you Mm -hmm. could do some of your work in the early morning, some of it late at night, um, some of it, you know, during your lunch hour, if you work another job or something. So it's just like, um, you, you've got to, I think, take advantage of, of how flexible this career really can be and plan. But get, you know, like, like I said earlier, if things don't go as planned, don't be too hard on yourself. But I just think of it in terms of week to week. This is how many videos I want to post. If it doesn't even turn out to be on the right day or the day I planned, that's okay. Yeah. And I think also it's like, you know, when you're really doing something you love, it's like, it doesn't, you just kind of get it done. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I mean, if, if you're excited about it, it, it does really genuinely make me want to get out of bed in the morning when I'm like, okay, this is a video I'm going to shoot. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Now's the time to do it. And it just it, it doesn't seem like a real job. Yeah, no, I know. I, it, it seems like something that's, you know, you're passionate about. So um, Laura Bailey asks, where do you get inspiration? Oh, um, that's a good question. I think I I get a lot of inspiration. I mean, there are other YouTubers who I think are just great to watch and and you you see all this different kind of content coming through and it will tip you off to a, a certain kind of idea or a certain direction you want to go in, but ultimately I think about what would I want to spend my time watching and try mm-hmm. to put out that kind of video. So if I'm sitting there editing and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm getting kind of bored just going through this one more time, like, <laughs> you know, like it's 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 not interesting to me. Um it's not really a good sign. So you try to try to think about how can I fill a void? How can I find something that I'm wondering about or something I'd like to see? And how can I make that video? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that's what you've, you've always got to be thinking about because people can kind of treat it like a very job-like business-like thing. Like, okay, I'm going to crank out these videos, but mm-hmm. you know, they need to be something that you really, really feel something for. And you need to ask yourself sometimes like, D- did I really feel good about that video that I put out? Totally. Yeah. And and if you don't, then it's like, okay, well, if I don't feel good about it, and I find it boring, then most likely other people will too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Valerie has an interesting question. Valerie Stewart asks, I'd like to know if she ever buys makeup for herself with no intentions of reviewing it for your channel. 
Oh, man. It doesn't happen much. I will say that. I kind of see almost anything. I see even like Christmas gifts that I get as Mm -hmm. something like, oh, my gosh, this would be great in this video. So it just naturally like the way my brain works. Uh, So I, I, I see it all as fair game and something that I want to that I want to share good or bad. And I think that's part of the deal with YouTube is, you know, you you could not like a product, you could love a product. It's all worth hearing. It's all worth sharing, you know, for your audience to know whether that thing worked out or whether it it didn't. So um, I think (laughs) there's really not, that's a great question, but I can't think of many instances where I've gotten something and just did not plan to speak of it at all. Like it it all gets talked about. Well, I think also it's like, if you end up buying something and you don't share it, it then also puts the entire authenticity of your channel into question because technically speaking, you're reviewing things and you're, you're, you're discussing your favorites, right? Your favorite, this, your favorite, that. And if say it's a random product you got, not really with the intention of reviewing it and not from PR package, but it ended up being kind of a favorite, then you buy, you know, kind of buy the pact that you made with your audience and your channel, you almost have to include it and review it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And and with this many years, you know, spent on this platform, it's like, it's just the way I think about things like everything, you know, you find it, you have a new exciting thing that you stumbled across at Target, and you're like, Oh, my gosh, I can't wait to share this. Yeah. So it's just it's just definitely uh, if I'm liking it or not liking it, I'm talking about it. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's your job, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Hilda, the board asks, how do you remain honest and humble with managing your success? Oh, uh, well, the the honesty is just a, a commitment, a decision that you that you make within yourself. And you're I mean, it's it's so important. And I think it's been reinforced even having having kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I really describe to them, I mean, they know mommy does videos about makeup, like mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like my older one kind of gets it kind of probably doesn't. Yeah. I mean, they're like a uh, 65 year olds out there who probably don't get what I'm That's doing. True. <laughs> like what? Any 65 year olds who lovingly watch my channel. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I just feel like it's it's so important for me to be able to do something that they'd be proud of mm. and that I'm proud of and that deep down, like if if nobody was watching, if I didn't know view counts, if I didn't know anything, like would this satisfy me? Mm. Would this be proud? And I think people need to sometimes step off from the numbers just for a minute or two and think about how they feel about what they're putting out there. Mm, yeah. I think it's really important. And um, so, yeah, the the honesty is is definitely a, a decision you make and it's there or it's not, you know, a, a few dishonest things. That's just not it. It, it throws it all off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Becky Ann asks, how do you draw the line between YouTube and your personal life? wonder if she means in terms of just like time spent on it or like what to share maybe. I was more interpreting it as like what to share, but because you've kind of already talked about the time. So let's talk about, you know, what to share. That's an interesting question. It's coming at a, at a, time where I've just made sort of a change in my channel um, with the decision to do kind of a weekly vlog um, and put that on my main channel. And I've been doing that. I think I've just posted my 10th one. So it hasn't been going on that long. Um, But I felt like 
um, it was important because I wanted people to not just feel connected to me through the information I share, but connected to be to me more so personally, um, you know, as a person going through normal, very, very normal days and just, you know, the different ups and downs and, and whatnot. And I, I think I, I read a lot from Brene Brown. I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with her, but she's a vulnerability researcher and she's got some tremendous books out there. And what something I've taken from what she said is it's really important to be vulnerable and let people in and let people really get to know you. And it it takes courage to do that because I felt a little uncomfortable um, at first doing a little bit of vlogging and just kind of like, eh, here's my house. It's kind of messy in some places and, you know, things aren't just, you know, 100% perfect, but, but I want to show the real me. And um, so I think in, in reference to the question, like kind of where do you draw the line at that? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's important to have a certain amount of, of openness there. And I think you just kind of know it as it comes. Like, this is something I want to share. This is something I don't want to share. You don't want your vlog to just be like purely, you know, highlight reel of my life, but it, it needs to be real. And I think you have to, it's good to offer people a way to connect to you that goes beyond just information, you know, and just nitty gritty product details and stuff. It's so funny because I've heard, I haven't read any of her stuff before, but I've heard Brene Brown and I've heard that name and I'm like, okay, it's so funny. I actually have her books on like my Audible like um, wish list because I've heard that yeah. name just recently a lot. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be reading her books too. Yeah, you'll you'll love it. And it just, it really changes the way you um, just think about approaching life, whatever, whatever career you might be in and just personal relationships and stuff like that. It's really, really useful. So you recently then decided to add kind of to bring a little bit more vulnerability to your channel and share a little bit more about you to add this vlogging video once a week. Uh, What made you decide to keep, because I know a lot of people at your size, they will decide to maybe create a whole nother channel of just vlogging. Uh, What made you decide to keep it here on this same channel? Yeah, because I do have a vlog channel. Oh, you do? Okay. I, I could put it there. And, but I'm kind of looking to um, decomplicate a little bit. And I want my viewers who watch my makeup stuff to see this, you know, Mm -hmm, like I want, mm -hmm. I I want to, to reach my biggest audience. And also I just in terms of promoting your channel, it's like, okay, who are you on YouTube? Well, I'm Emily Noel 83, but then if you want to see my personal stuff, you got to go over here. And I think you instantly like maybe just start to lose people on the fact that this is too much work to keep with. And so if I can just keep it all in one space and I feel like very clearly labeled, this is a vlog, you know, I put it on the thumbnail, I put it in the title. I I understand totally that some people are not into vlogs and, and can definitely skip over them. But um, if I can just put them there and if people want to watch them, they can. And I'm not taking away any beauty content as a result. You know, I'm still yeah. doing like free beauty videos. So I feel like it's just a little something extra. So I thought putting it on my main channel would just, just for ease, really. And how have they been received? Really, really well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a great vlogger. <laughs> like, I think there are people 
people out there who do this on the daily and they're like fantastic at it. And I'm kind of just really getting my feet wet at this idea. Um, But people have been really, I I think, receptive. And I think a nice thing about it, too, is I feel free to just sprinkle in anything. You know, if I get a a package on my doorstep, uh, we can just open it and talk about it like it might be makeup related. Or maybe I just shot a video and I can kind of expand and talk about what I just did. And I I like the idea of kind of a one video a week that's kind of a catch-all video. And maybe sometimes that could be a Q&A or it could turn into a little different thing. But, um, you know, we've all got different sides to our lives. And I think it's kind of silly to think that, okay, I, and I know people are coming for the makeup mainly, but if you've, if you've got other things going on that could be helpful to people, whether it's parenting things they can relate to or, or this or that, um, I think it's it's worthy of being shared. Yeah, I think it's I think that's very interesting and um I'm glad to hear that people people are liking it. They're not like, "Oh, I don't know about this Emily." Or no, it's been, it's been fun and yeah. it's just, I feel like I've been able to relate to people and learn more about my viewers through the that's comments cuz mm-hmm. everything's been so random in those videos. I'm sure and people will relate to different things. Yeah. Um this was this was nice. Maria Rich says, it's not a question, but I really admire her for all the effort she puts into her channel. She filmed very early in the morning to have time to be a full-time mom the rest of the day, and I think that's amazing. That's nice. Thank you so much. That's Yeah, a lot, another nice comment. Dora Esther says, she's so pretty. <laughs> um, Lisa says, oh, I, I posted your picture too, so they were, <laughs> she was coming down the picture. Um, okay, this is a question I already asked you. Um, yeah, Betsy Farina asked what time you go to bed. I think you already answered that, right? I usually go to bed around, uh, between 10 and 11 usually. Wow. So 10, 11 and you're up by five. Yeah. 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 I mean, that actually sounds like <laughs> me, but I have a baby that I'm sitting there like, you know, nursing and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is an interesting question from Betsy Farina. She says, what has been the best and worst change in makeup products, beauty trends, and makeup companies over the past five years? Ooh, over the past five years. Um, I have loved to see more drugstore brands putting out palettes. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that has really happened. Like, I mean, I, we're seeing more and more things like that used to be just, you'd see them around the holidays in Sephora, you know, here's some special palettes. Now I feel like palettes are hot and drugstore brands are feeling free to, to make them and, and put them out. And I, I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what I really don't like that I've seen over five years in the, just in the industry. Um, I guess one con I think is while it's brand relationships, I I don't want to knock that too much because I don't think it's entirely wrong or bad, but I I think um, brands need to maybe understand how to most effectively approach this YouTube beauty community in in ways that um, are very authentic to the creators. Mm -hmm. And I know if you are in a deal to, to pay somebody some money, you want that to be to be positive and whatever, but uh, I don't know. I almost think there needs to be even more freedom for the creators. And and if that means they need to spend more time researching people that they feel like are great fits for them or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, I, I'm not really sure the ins and outs of what's going on behind the scenes with all that, but I, I hope that brands get more and more in tune with what's happening here. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. It's almost like there needs to be a little bit more respect for the creator, right? To, to respect mm-hmm. like their, their process, what they're doing. And uh, yeah, the thing is, though, 
it's going to take people like yourself. It's going to take creators to take a stand and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Because until that happens, the brands are going to continue approaching things as they've always done, as long as you're able to get some big name people to adhere to what they're wanting to do. Yeah. And I think there always will be people who mm-hmm. are going to take it and, and, and go with it and, and be the <laughs> somewhat of a spokesperson, you know, mm-hmm. um, definitely, you know, that's okay too. I just, <laughs> I hope people will just find, find the little guys out there because I think also this is not so much a, a bad thing about, about beauty brands, but maybe more just YouTube in general. Like I think super huge, massive, creators sometimes look at things and like, Oh, Oh, this is the beauty community is rough. It's a rough place to be. People are always nagging at you and whatever, but there are a ton of, of smaller creators out there who are doing wonderful things, have very supportive followings Mm -hmm. and are, you know, there is a real positive core to this whole thing. Um, I think, and I just hope viewers are willing to find it and mm-hmm. dig deep kind of and, and see what's out there not just the people who are maybe on the on the top tier so to speak definitely uh sheila king asks have you ever considered starting your own makeup line or collaborating with an existing company i i have not ever really thought seriously about creating my own makeup line just because i, I feel like there's a lot of knowledge i don't have <laughs> um i might be open to learning someday but i just um that that the thought of that seems very very intimidating to me mm. um but uh collaborating there's something you know that is something that i have not done in mm-hmm. my 10 or so years here on youtube i've not done that and i I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a, a really, um, I don't know, new territory to step into. Yeah, I could see you doing really well with that, especially if you had a lot of hands-on, right? A hands-on involvement. In yes. Janice Marshall asks, uh, and, um, and a lot of these questions are actually from Jen's group, which is the What's Up and Makeup group. I posted in there also, so I got a lot of questions oh, from cool. there too. Uh, so she asks. How do you balance the connection with your audience versus your personal time when your channel got so large? It's easy to respond to comments, for example, when you've only got 100, but it it becomes really different when you've got 1,000 plus comments. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, And I I think there's always some guilt associated with the fact that you can't answer everyone's question. And when you've got so many videos out there, it's like, where do you, where do you draw the line? Like going back how many weeks to see what was being said on this or that? And it's like, you just can't keep up. And I think you have to reason with the fact that you're not going to be able to catch everyone's question and everyone's tweet and Facebook and whatever. But I think when you take on, for me, when I've taken on the the task of being a mother, like that is my top priority. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so that's where the bulk of my attention has to go. And as long as I can keep putting out videos, you know, it's like I, I can keep getting the content out there. That's number one you know, after, after kid duties and husband duties and stuff, husband duties, I don't yeah. know what husband duties are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just, yeah. you know, personal life, mm-hmm. um, you know, that comes, the video making comes next and then whatever I can fit in, I try to fit in as much as I can just, um, responding to people. But it, I mean, there was a time when I, I, felt like I was getting to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and it was really a great feeling to think like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, it's not like a ton of people were watching, but I was able to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel bad some, sometimes when I can't, 
Yeah. Have people ever called you out on it and been like, oh my God, you don't respond to my comment or anything like that? No, really? No. Oh, um, nice. I think people are so understanding and mm-hmm. really get it. I mean, I've got a really just awesome community of people who watch my videos, I think, and, and props to them for being so kind and understanding. Although there was one, um, Emily Awards, like the first Emily Awards, I think I did after Belle was born and um, somebody made a comment seriously that um, she, that she said, it's like YouTube isn't your top priority anymore. <laughs> and oh, I'm wow. Like, it's, it's, it's honestly not. So I, you know, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I just had a kid. All right. Give me a break. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to stay alive and keep this little human alive. Yeah. And, yeah. So. Uh, so Alisa here asks, uh, do you ever think you'll record a declutter series? Oh man, I did. A, I did a primer declutter once, oh. <laughs> and yeah, I I have so been meaning to do more stuff like that um, because I feel like with, with PR stuff coming in, and then you're shopping for stuff, you're trying to stay on top of everything new, and you just accumulate so. Oh my god, many- you must have so much makeup. It's wild Mm -hmm. and um, it needs to be done. Although sometimes I find myself in such urgent need of just straightening up my space that I'm like, okay, this is going, this is staying. And I just like, I don't stop and record it. And I really, I should. Yeah, (laughs) you should. I think it would be interesting, especially with the amount of makeup you probably have. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Um, I think we kind of talked about this, but she asked, do you sometimes get ridiculously good sponsorship opportunities that are just too tempting to deny? Obviously, you have denied them because you haven't done one yet. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't done one. um, But there are, I mean, on on one end, there's, there's, of course, like a great dollar amount that might be attached to it. But on the other side, like that's not without a lot of to do's, you mm-hmm, know, a big mm-hmm. to-do list of, of things that they want how they want. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, Erica, maybe I should be stopping and, and really trying to negotiate with these people or, t- or tell them back like, no, you know, here's what I would do. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. Do you ever go back and be like, no, I won't do that. But if you want to work with me, this, these are my parameters. You know, I, I have not really engaged mm-hmm. and and laid it out there like that mm-hmm. um, because honestly, I just don't feel like I have time. Yeah, I have like time, I yeah. barely get through the inbox sometimes yeah. and it's it's tough. But, you know, I, I think what I'm kind of waiting for is, is anybody just going to shoot me an email and say, say whatever you want? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, maybe, maybe after this podcast is out there, someone will hear and be like, <laughs> okay, say whatever you want. Um, Nobody trusts me that much. Yeah, they're like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, it's okay. Mating asks, how do you feel about how much YouTube has changed since you started? And if you had to start a channel the way it is today, this is a good question. Would you? Would you? Um, I probably. I mean, I probably would, just because I do have a lot to say about makeup, mm-hmm. and it needs to get out somewhere. And <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't imagine not having a YouTube channel when I look at how long it's been. Um, but I, if I hadn't yet, I probably would go for it. Um, I think that YouTube doesn't have to be everybody's everything, mm-hmm. though. 
And I think, you know, if you if you think about it, like, oh, this is something I'm interested in doing, but I already have this full time job. Keep your full time job, you know, and and just get it. Take off little bites of of what you can try to do on YouTube and just uh, chip away at it little by little. And you'll know, I think, if it's something that that really means a lot to you and is important to you and something you want to invest a lot of time and, and potentially money into to keep it going. Um, but, um, gosh, I can't even remember what the question was. Yeah. Just, uh, how do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel about how YouTube has changed since you got started? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's changed so much and I, I love it now and I loved it then. It's just, I think you, you've got to, you don't have to be swayed by doing what everyone else is doing. And that's a really important, you've got to, people need to take some time sometimes to just uh, turn off the noise, you know, away from social media, step away from everything for a little bit, sit in a quiet place with a notebook and say, what the heck do I really want to, to do here? What can I do that will, that will serve people well? I love that. It's so funny because in, in my boot camp, the beauty in the vlog YouTube boot camp, that we spend literally like the first month of it of of I have this like crazy long workbook and I tell people like take a break from doing videos, turn off the noise, get into a room and like seriously commit yourself to going through this, answering the questions and giving yourself that uh giving yourself that time to really yes. figure out what you're doing and why you want to do this. Right. Because that's the, I I think we get so into, you know, produce, 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 Mm -hmm. like get the content out there. And I know I've, I've said, you know, be consistent, put a post a lot of videos and and all that stuff, but you do need to, to make sure everything's in line kind of, you know, is this in line with what I really believe? Do I really think these things or am I just habit of saying a lot of stuff online? A hundred percent it needs to really be meaningful. And that's, I think that's so great of you to encourage that idea because, um, I, I, I don't know that there's enough of that out there. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in, in this industry and it's, uh, yeah, it's been great. Um, this is and Nadine. She had a lot of interesting questions. Uh, what has been, uh, your biggest high and your lowest low with your channel? Mm, my biggest high is seeing people even today who will comment on videos and say, I was watching you back when you were in your apartment and Mm. when you started your channel. Mm -hmm. And it makes me, it really makes me want to cry because I think who, how did they stick it out this long? You know, like, uh, it's amazing. It's really like, that's a long time to, to want to stick with anything, let alone just watching, um, this random girl talk about makeup, um, in, at a, at an obsessive level. (laughs) 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 That's it. That is the best thing when I, when I'm just able to connect and thank these people who, who have, have been with me so long and uh, it's hard to imagine, but they're there. And so I thank them so much for that. Mm. And, um, the lowest low, the lowest low would have been, 
somewhere in the middle for me when I really, um, I, I think the, the beauty community was really heating up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more and more people were, were starting to get channels and stuff. And there was more like negative, negative comments and just like the knowledge that people are out even on other websites talking about you and stuff like that. And just mm. that initial realization of how mean and rude people can be. Yeah. And the lowest low was me personally letting that stuff in and thinking that I was going to fix myself to suit all of these people who had these bad things to say about me. Like, oh, okay, so the eyebrows are off. Okay, I can fix that. Okay, so um, you don't like when I wear those shirts. Oh, okay, so I'll stop wearing those. Okay, uh, what else? Foundation colors off all right, I can fix that. I can get a better foundation. Like it was like I was being bombarded by all these ways to change. And I was mentally thinking like just all these different ways I could react and, and, and change myself. And you know what? It won't ever end. Mm -hmm. So you've got to just kind of say, am I happy with myself? You know, am I content with what, with, with me and most importantly, the me on the inside, not so much the me on the outside, but, uh, you know, am am I okay here? Mm -hmm. And, so uh, because two, th- two certainties with YouTube is there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like you mm-hmm. and uh, great wisdom, more wisdom from Brene Brown. You don't have to win over all the haters. You're not a jackass whisperer. So uh, <laughs> that's funny. Do, I like that. Feel pressured to turn everybody into a lover of you because not you're just not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And the other thing is that if you see somebody who's maybe you feel like totally misunderstood you, or they're saying something about you that's not true, or whatever, and you just want to haul off and tell them all the reasons why they're wrong and yeah. why you know, you want to set them straight, they don't want their mind changed. Mm. They don't really, I mean, there, there are really very few people out there who are ranting about people on the internet, just waiting for that person to come in and prove them wrong. Yeah. You know? they, they just yeah. kind of want to have their, their down moment there. So, um, I, I just kind of falling into those, to those holes. That's something I have not done for literally years mm. is look up bad stuff about myself. Um, and I just, it, it's, it doesn't serve anybody. Well, mm. it doesn't serve me well to do that. And now with a family, I just don't have the time. Yeah. I don't have time to give that emotional, that emotional. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no, and nothing good can come from that. Nothing, right. nothing at all. Uh, yeah, and why even take up any space in your brain, in your you know energy sphere, whatever, with that type of negativity? Right, because it can get in your head, and then mm-hmm. you find that you're sitting there shooting your video, and you're you're thinking like, "Wait, did I just um, yeah. say that so and so said was really annoying?" Oh no! Like, and it's just you you end up in this sort of people pleasing mode that you just kind of have to turn off and say, "I'm going to be me." Um, the people who like me will come, and we'll just let the chips fall where they may, you know. And people who don't want to watch can just not watch. <laughs> like, I want to be happy, and I want to be myself. Exactly. Do you get the negative comments on your your channel itself or like on other like forums and stuff like that? 
Well, I I don't know what people are saying about me right now on other forums, mm-hmm. um, but on my channel, you know, there'll be sporadic, just just randomness here or there. Yeah. But for the most part, it's a very it's a very kind and welcoming community. I would encourage anybody who wants a little feel good time to just hang out in my comment section for yeah. a while. Because people are nice and supportive of not just me but one another, and that's been great that's to great. see. And, I don't know. Maybe some of that's like, I like to think maybe there are people who midway through my channel's life, like really didn't like me, but, and they thought they'd bring me down and they thought they'd get me to leave YouTube, but I just outlived them here and they just decided there's no use. This girl's sticking around here until she's 80. So you're like, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) We couldn't get her to leave. Yeah. Here, let's move on and find some other fresh meat, I guess. Yeah, she's still talking about mascara and <laughs> lipstick, and <laughs> she's still doing it. Um, and so Nadine actually has another question, which is interesting. She says, why do you feel you haven't reached a million followers yet? And she says she deserves all the followers. She puts so much work and love into her channel. Gosh, I, that's really sweet, and I, I get a some nice comments from people who are like, you know, I think you should be at a million or 2 million or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know. I, I feel like viewers in a very nice and supportive manner put a lot on our shoulders as creators, like kind of pressure wise, like, wait, does that mean I'm not a success? Cause yeah. I haven't done that yet. Because you know what? I remember reaching 20,000 followers and I thought, Oh my God, I am living. I, you know, this is life. Like, Oh what is going on here? And I never dreamed of hitting a hundred thousand. And and that is my journey. And if they, if people haven't been living your journey with you and seeing these milestones and there are people out there who would love to hit one of those milestones and it's about gratitude, everybody, like it's all about gratitude. And you've got to think like who really deserves 10 million people, you know, like, yeah. they have to say, I don't, I don't know. I don't, but I mean, I just, I, I love what I do and I'm really, really grateful for all these different milestones that I've hit. And I think, you know, viewers sometimes they see what other channels are doing. They see where other channels are at. And then it's like, well, why haven't you gotten there yet? Or what is it about you? That's, and I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about all the bad things that are reasons why I haven't hit a million or yeah. I yeah, I, I feel like my channel has done things I could have never dreamed of. I would have never told you or predicted or anything. And that is amazing. And I mean, mm-hmm. I just want people who are here who are subscribed to watch and that that's it. You know, I don't. I, I don't need to reach a certain number to be to be happy with what I'm doing on YouTube because I really feel like I'm doing good videos. So that's yeah. kind of where it is and 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 people need to to value all all of the all of the milestones they may hit in their YouTube career. I think that's great. The gratitude that's that's huge. That's that's great. Uh Natalie asks going back to when you were working, did you have to mention to your boss that you had a YouTube channel and how did they feel about your growing channel if they knew? Well, um I did, you know, people who I work with bosses, they, they knew that I, I was on YouTube and, you know, I, nobody cared really. Like it was such, such, 
you know, in those times, it was still pretty new, too. And so people weren't really making careers left and right. That's out true, of yeah. So I don't think anybody saw it as like, oh, we're real worried about this taking off. But uh, <laughs> it, it just wasn't something that I think anybody was was expecting a, a career mm-hmm. to come from. But uh, I, I remember going in and talking to my boss about it. And I, I mean, I saw his eyes grew wide like, like, are you kidding me? you're making what you're doing what like, um, we, we can't, you know, it, we're not going to be competing with that. So yeah. it was uh, nobody, I, I had nothing but, but support from the people I worked with and, and everything. But I do think it kind of caught some people by surprise. Did they know you were doing this YouTube thing while you're working with them? Well, yes. Oh, they did. Um, okay. I, I, I will say I never, I never once spoke about my channel on air. Um, I really didn't want to to come off like, oh, I'm going to use my my platform here as this person to like draw some people over. Like, I just think that would be so tacky and Mm -hmm. so bad. So Mm -hmm. I never talked about it like publicly on air or anything like that. But um, they knew that I I was going home and and working on videos and, you know, tweeting tweeting about them and Facebooking about them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But not in association with what I did at the station. Gotcha. Uh, Alexandra asks, how did you learn to edit YouTube videos? Um, well, I, I mean, iMovie's real basic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's really an easy place to start. I think if you're, um, I mean, it's, I've, I know what Final Cut Pro is about, but I just, I feel like iMovie is very simple and easy. And, um, if you want to make it easy on yourself, like just, I don't know, maybe just do some more basic videos that don't require a whole lot of bells and whistles for a while as you're just kind of getting used to what's going on Mm -hmm. with your editing software and just make it about making your little cuts here and there that you need to do. And um, I I think that's okay. I just, I don't think you need to overwhelm yourself with, with the latest and greatest necessarily, um, at least when you're starting out. So we have two more questions. That's it. We're almost done. You've been amazing for sharing so much of everything of yourself. So thank you for that. Thank Um, you. So Nicole asks, uh, what, this is kind of not really YouTube related, but what new beauty trends would you like to see this year take over from unicorns and mermaids? (laughs) <laughs> and so much of that i know um, i know i want to see leprechauns and uh, <laughs> wow i don't know i uh i feel like so many things have been done and played out and it's like i don't know where the brands are going to go from here i want more mm-hmm. things based on food oh I want, there you I go want more things that smell like uh, you know not necessarily doesn't have to be a chocolate bar because that's been done yeah, but yeah. like that type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> more, more food related. That's right. fun. Uh, <laughs> and then last question, and this is uh, Christy asks, do you have any boy names set aside in case you and Tyler have a baby boy someday? <laughs> uh, okay, I got I got one. <laughs> I've got one name. I don't want to share it. You're not it. sharing it. All right, all right. It's not, that's, but, that's I, keeping... but I've got one thought, but I don't, I don't know. I, who knows if we'll... I, I'm not sure if we'll have another baby or not or, or what the deal is, but only um, time will tell. We're leaving the door open, I guess. And she also wanted me to tell you, she's like, please tell her this too. She's like a real life Disney princess to me. She's so beautiful. Her voice is out of this world and her husband looks like a prince. What? I thought that was so cute. 
Yeah. That is, that is so sweet. So you, you sweet. Will Tyler's day too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. I thought that was a nice note to end on. Emily, you have been such a pleasure to get to know and to talk to, and you've really shared so much of yourself, which is exactly what you do with your channel. So if anybody just doesn't know about you or your channel, where can they find you? Well, um, I am youtube.com slash emilynoel83, and um, you can also just look up Beauty Broadcast, and that'll take you to the right places, but... Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this and taking an interest in my channel too. Like it really means a lot. Oh, thank you, Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. That's our episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you stayed this long, do me a huge, huge favor and leave a review on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. It helps more than you know, helping other people find the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. Also, make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode. And if you're not a part of the Beauty and the Vlog family on our Facebook group, Make sure you join for lots of support, collaborations, and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on YouTube. This is Erica, and I will see you next week. Without hesitation, I signed up for Erica's boot camp this year and it just wrapped up recently and it seriously changed my life. Because of this boot camp, I was able to capitalize on a current trend and gain over 10,000 views on one of my videos. Before this boot camp, I was lucky if I could get 100 views. Boot camp is for you if you like I was, are putting a lot of time and effort into your channel without seeing tangible results. I even hit my goal of 5,000 subscribers during the bootcamp, growing almost 2,000 subscribers in just 90 days. You know, during the bootcamp, I had some breakthroughs and gained, I don't know how many subscribers in one month, I think 10,000 from the bootcamp. During the time of the bootcamp, one of my videos even hit 70,000 views and I surpassed 1,000 subscribers. I have created relationships where I will be friends with people for life. My channel is at 18,400 subscribers now. I have increased my watch time by about 30 or 40 seconds, which is awesome. I feel kind of like an SEO genius now, and I feel like my videos have a better quality to them overall. I feel like taking this boot camp helped me to really niche down and find that one area that I was super passionate about making videos about. I started this boot camp with only 9,000 and 138 subscribers. Now I have 11,375 subscribers and it's just growing each and every day thanks to Erica. Even after the first week I knew that the bootcamp was one of the, do you know what, the best decision I had ever made for myself let alone just my YouTube channel. Do you work really hard on your YouTube channel, listen to all the marketing experts and do all the hacks, tricks and strategies but are just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? 
Does the platform seem overwhelming with a lot to learn? And are you yearning for a community of people who understand your vision of being a YouTube influencer? Hi, I'm Erica Vieira. And if you answered yes to any of those questions, I want you to seriously consider the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp. You will be joining the hundreds of bootcampers who have discovered their unique niche and have clarity with their purpose on YouTube. This isn't just another course about YouTube. This is an experience and an opportunity for you to really discover your unique purpose and niche on YouTube, which will translate into views, subscribers, and most importantly, influence and impact. Let me change your life, or at least let me change your YouTube channel for the better. Go to ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist so you are first to be notified when I open enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp.